Welcome to the Beckons of the Herald of Steel campaign. I'm the young Grognard, and my friends and I will be playing in some bonus quests for this campaign. Quests outside of the typical virtuous and heroic nature of our usual adventurers. Let's meet these villains now. I'm Anthony. I'm going to be playing Baro Rahal, the human oathbreaker. I'm Ryan. I'm going to be playing Vasturge Olague, the human wizard. I'm Jared. I'm going to be playing Bendarshi, the bugbear rogue. And now, let's see what sorts of evil they have in store for our heroes. Welcome back to the podcast. It is I, Grognard the Young, the Young Grognard, kicking it to you live with the Beckons of the Herald of S Steel side campaign. I, I guess it's it's a bonus quest, the evil bonus quest, pure of heart. Uh, in the last episode of the pure of heart quest, our heroes, Vesturge, Barrow, and Bendarshi, uh, had a very interesting uh, arrival in Denverboro. Uh, they began their quest. Uh, hoping to do a deed for some sort of person who is willing to pay big money for a mysterious patron. Uh, at this point, I think it's pretty safe to say it's probably the Herald of Steel, but I don't think anybody's willing to stop doing what they're doing in order to you know, ride the righteous road. Our evil heroes, however, took on the Tome Guard uh, that came to break up their meeting with whoever the mysterious meter for the uh, quest was, the quest carrier, the exclamation point above his head. But as uh, they defeated the Tome Guard, they uh, kept one alive, interrogated him, found out some mysterious legendary clues to what is going on uh, with the uh, Spell Sanctum, where they hope to find the Heart of Athmanes, some sort of religious artifact. Um, they heard that none of them would ever survive going into such a place, as none of them were pure of heart. Funny how the name comes up. Uh, but on the road to Denvilboro, they come across refugees displaced by the Herald of Steel from both uh, Glint and Gaborah. And as the party uh, go to leave, they take on a certain heroic character named Erlade, who uh, happens to, I don't know, think that these guys are heroes for some reason? I don't know. Decides to join them in their wonderful quest, and they arrive in Denvilboro together and decide to get into the Spell Sanctum, which is crawling with Tomeguard. They decided that they would meet with the Baron, and hopefully he would grant them some sort of admittance. Vesturch, being the sly dog that he is, manages to talk the Baron into... Uh, giving him pretty much a, a hall pass to get into this place under the, uh, I guess, under the conversation that nobody likes the Tome Guard. The Tome Guard are a bunch of bad guys who are duty heads. And essentially, nobody really wants them around anyway. So on the Queen's decree, Vesturch and the gang have gotten their permission from the Baron, and they are headed over to the Spell Sanctum. Unless they're not, in which case, go ahead, guys, speak up. Where are we headed? Not all at once. Denvilboro is a pretty bustling town, and there's a lot of foot traffic going on here. It's about 3 p.m., so a lot of businesses are kind of closing down. People returning home from work in the uh, woods, but uh, because of everything that's gone on with war in Amaroth, many people are kind of keeping very close to the city itself, so or town itself. So it's not the kind of place where there's tons of people just hanging out anymore. This is a town during wartime, I guess, if that makes sense. Uh, while we're walking through the town, Barrow is going to look around to see if he can spot any potentially like 
empty or abandoned buildings. Yeah, uh, spending some time walking across the town, you do find that there are some lesser houses here, which seem to be abandoned-ish. Again, because of the wartime effort and everything going on right now, a lot of people haven't made their way home, and a lot of people perhaps have just gotten up and left with hopes of evading whatever is coming their way in the upcoming weeks or months. No foreshadowing there. Okay, yeah. He's just going to, like, make a mental note of the location of one that's a little bit off the beaten path in case we need a safe place to retreat to. Fair enough. Okay. And so as you're scouring around, looking around like that, Erlade boyishly chimes up from the back and asks you what it is that you're looking out for. He says, do you think that there's somebody hiding between buildings looking for us? Point of retreat, the assault could easily go poorly. He says the assault? to have a place to go to. Assault? What, what are you expecting? I thought we were just going into there retrieving this and coming back. The first thing you need to know about warfare is no plan survives contact with the enemy. And that he sort of looks down in contemplation and looks back up for a second, kind of contemplatively at you, only to look even more confused now that he's, now that he's thought about it more, as if he's not questioning what you said, but his own morals standing here next to you being like, you know what I mean? Like, nobody comes out alive. And he's like, huh. Well, okay. What's for dinner, guys? You, so, you have to understand early that while the Tome Guard do have a righteous cause there, tools for administering that justice can be quite blunt at times we don't know exactly how they'll react to our presence so it is best as Baro is doing now to plan for the worst even if it's not needed well from what i've known about them my whole life and from what i've heard from my father and my mother they don't operate like most governments. They don't offer, uh, operate like most militaries because they're kind of outside that, working with magics as they do. They're kind of concerned with something beyond what a common person might consider morally okay. So if they cause trouble, I'm sure it's unjust for anybody to raise a finger at any of you three. Clearly, they're in the wrong. And he gives a little nod. Indeed, when you take such a wide view of the affairs of this country and its people, oftentimes you can lose sight of those who matter most, like you and your kid. And he gives out a small sheepish smile to you and nods, thinking the just cause was just indeed. Okay. Was Ben Darshi going to say something as well? Oh, just when uh, Vistarch mentioned Tool, he definitely, his eyes widened and he like puts his hand towards his weapon and just keeps looking at Vistarch. And then the conversation doesn't go as he thought. <laughs> he just lets go of his weapon. <laughs> Very good. Forgot what so, Ben Darshi's name means. Now I remember. <laughs> so useful. 
<laughs> no. What did we say it also meant? Good, like translation. Good friend yeah, was... is what you were trying to sort of change it to. Yeah. Useful tool. Yeah. There you go. All right. Bad so after. <laughs> so after pinpointing a location to hide in case uh, things went wrong. What's the plan now? It's about four o'clock now. Well, time to see if the mayor's paperwork will actually get us through the gate. Indeed. Come along, Ben Darcy. Oh, boy. Well, the party uh, comes over to a, a hillock where a large structure is situated. It looks something between like a college campus building and like a, a, a building of, of Greek sort of architecture here where there's a lot of rising pillars to the entrance here. But the building itself is rather rectangular with a couple of domed roofs. Overall, the building itself must be like 500 feet wide at the widest. So it's, it's a pretty sizable construction here. But you can tell just by the shape of this place that it looks like three major components. And each one of them is probably a library, if not, you know, an observatory or something like that. But approaching the uh, marble steps that lead up to the front of this place, you guys can see that there are uh, a few guards situated at the top by the pillars and torches already being lit as the sun begins its descent. So what would you like to do? Uh, I suppose we'll just approach and search will start unrolling or pull out the case that it's holding uh, the Baron's decree and uh, begin approaching the front gate. Okay. And so as you guys approach, one of the guys at the front here appears to be wearing the white of the Tome Guard and seems to be armed with not only a silvered blade, but also a tome. And with that, he stops you guys with a, uh, with a gilded glove and he holds his hand out to you and says, Halt! What is your business at the Spell Sanctum? My companions and I uh, wish to probe the library for some texts that we believe are here. We have permission from the Baron and the greater crown of Amaroth. Oh, that his face kind of scrunches up a little bit. And he says, let me see that. As you wish. He rips it in half. No, I'm just kidding. So he, <laughs> he I pulls out his leg. <laughs> I was going to say, oh boy, he's going to regret that. He activated oh, my no. trap card. <laughs> God damn it. Oh boy. So with that, he looks over the document each time reading for about three seconds before one of his eyeballs seems to peek around the other side of the parchment, staring back at you guys, quickly going back and typewritering back and forth between looking at the paper and looking at you guys. Finally, he rolls it up and puts it back into the scroll case, but does not hand it back. And instead he holds onto it and he says, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go get the captain. This is a very strange and unorthodox request and a very strange document indeed. I'll let him decide. And so with that, he begins to turn away and head back into the hall. And one of the guards from the inner sanctum seems to come out and take his place. So what would you like to do? 
I'm gonna make see what I have prepared for spells. That's what I'm gonna be doing for the next couple minutes. Carlo's <laughs> uh, going to glare at the guard without flinching. Very good. Did you want to roll an intimidate check? Sure. Just a very subtle intimidate check. <laughs> just looking at his feet and looks up at you, just eyes just like blazing at him. He's like, oh Jesus Christ. I mean, that, that, that's not much. That's only an 11. Yeah, so you're looking at him making a really silly little constipated face. And then, yeah, uh, what well, about yeah the he, he's got a, the Upstairs. scary like black dragon helm tucked under one arm, so it's not as good. Very well. And what about uh, Ben Darshi? Uh, was there any time gap between when he turned around and the other started walking towards us? Yeah. Yeah, is there anything out here where I can hide? Uh, you were also being observed by about five other guards. Oh, okay, okay. Then each of the yeah, each of the pillars has a guard standing in between it, and this whole place is pretty well. He's yeah. just gonna he's just gonna sit down on the ground. And as soon as that one guard leaves, Bandarshi just books it to hide behind a bush, and the, <laughs> all the guards just, are just, he's watching just gonna, he's just gonna follow him, climb up on the walls. <laughs> They're just like, uh, that's not allowed. Hey, start casting a lightning bolt. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Um, so with that, the guard comes back, and beside him is a more formally dressed guy who doesn't actually seem to be wearing the full plate the other guys are wearing. And instead, he seems to be wearing almost like a, I don't want to say like a toga, but something very simple and flowing, but also looks comfortable and regal at the same time. Uh, adorned with white as well as a few different uh, tassels of gold. Um, he comes approaching you guys, and as he steps over to you, he looks at you very sternly with a look that could sort of rival Barrows, and he raises an eyebrow and he says, Who are you? My name is Vesturch Oligu. This is my traveling companion, Bandarshi. That Bandarshi stands up. Well, it's our friend Beryl Rahal and Erlaid. Erlaid waves. <laughs> and who might you be, Captain, I'm assuming? And he says, my name is Captain Tharnus Gari. I preside over this place, and this is mine to protect. So when it is my wonderful benefit to see such people arrive on my doorstep, with a flimsy document from a flimsy baron demanding entrance to this facility. I can think only to myself, it is a beautiful day in Amroth. So let's cut the jib-jab that I know you're bound to give me, as I know your type, old man. Why don't you cut it to me straight? Why are you here? I smell arcane components upon you, so clearly you have a certain interest in that way. But I smell brimstone as well. So don't lie. What was his name? Sorry, I had to reformat my document. <laughs> it's Captain Tharnus Gari. You know, okay. as long as there's a, a beat in my heart and air in my lungs, I'll keep coming up with weird names that are uh, difficult to spell. But you know what? Can't okay. spell it doesn't get added to the notes. Oh, well. 
Well, Captain, as I told your man at the gate, we're simply here to probe the library for some texts that are of interest to the crown. Which texts would that be? Perhaps I can gather them for you, as I know the library very well. Perhaps I can just bring them out to you within the moment. That would make things a lot easier, wouldn't it? Unfortunately, we aren't at liberty to say such thing at this time. I mean, I, if I could speak to you alone, away from prying eyes, as it were, not that I don't trust your men, but simply this is something that the less who know, the better. He says, perhaps I will take you up on this offer. Maybe I'll bring you into my chamber. Perhaps some anti-magic components and spells may be of use. I know you wouldn't plan any hijinks, any plans for hexing me or any sort of way like that, right? Of course not. What, what would an old man and like me? in the hallway instead. <laughs> ever. Ever Damn, even fucker. conceive of such a plan of action. Okay. And so with that, he gives a sort of look around the room. And he, uh, sorry, look around the entrance here and he says, fine, so be it. You. And he looks to all the rest of the guards and he says, look after them. We'll be back in a moment once we figure out what's the queen's interest. And with that, he leads Vesturch down into the uh, entryway here. Um, was there anything you needed to do before I go too deep into descriptions? Is there anything I need to do? Probably. Um, no, not at this time. Okay, so he leads you into this giant foyer. Uh, there's a couple of marble sculptures of would look to be gods and goddesses sort of rendered in a form that look mostly like humans. Um, but this chamber itself has floating crystals and stones that just kind of float in the air around the statues. Uh, somehow there's a giant desk in the center here where there seems to be a, a head librarian and a few assistants looking over books and documents and sort of organizing them. But to the left and the right are individual hallways that lead to massive library structures. But going straight into this chamber, there's a series of um, the doors against okay. the back wall. So I and thought of something before we go too far. Uh, he's walking ahead of me, correct? Yeah. The search will follow uh, at least five feet, maybe seven feet behind him. And if possible, I'd like to have my mage hand out in front of me, maybe just kept directly behind him so he doesn't see it. Are uh, there verbal components to that spell? Let me find out. Uh, yeah, there's a verbal component. Well, so casting it is going to alert him. Uh, yeah, I think I'll knock over a shelf of books and say it under the calamity. <laughs> All right, never mind. Are we ever at a point where it's just the two of us walking? Yeah, he's leading you to his office. It's one of the back doors in the chamber here. And so once he leads you to the center door and you walk into okay. a room before we the, enter wherever this office is, 
Uh, Vesterch will cast Suggestion on him. Okay. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and read the, uh, or at least tell us about the spell before you cast it. So you suggest a course of activity limited to a sentence or two and magically influence a creature you can see within range that can hear and understand you. Uh, Creatures that can't be charmed are immune to this effect. The suggestion must be worded in such a manner as to make the course of action sound reasonable. Uh, The target must make a wisdom saving throw on a failed save and pursues the course of action described to the best of its ability. The suggested course of action can continue for the entire duration. If the suggested activity can be completed in a shorter time, the spell ends when the subject finishes what it was asked to do. You can also specify conditions that will trigger a special activity during the duration. For example, you might suggest a knight give her warhorse to the first beggar she meets. If the condition isn't met before the spell expires, the activity isn't performed. Uh, so what's, the, uh, what's the saving throw for it? Wisdom, and I'm going to use... Uh, my resonant utterance, devastation. If a spell requires a named, or I'm going to say his name when I cast a spell. And if a, the spell requires the named creature to make a saving throw, that creature has disadvantage on the first save. All right. So go ahead. Do you want me to say what I'm, my suggestion is? Captain, I do believe you would rather allow me and my companions access to the library under your supervision and yours alone. You'll help us find what we're looking for. Did you say his name, though? Yes. (laughs) I I mean, I have to say it in the, (laughs) like, verbal component of the spell, I'm assuming. Yeah, I just, I was just busting your balls. Got me. Alright, so here we go. What's the saving throw value I gotta get? 16. You are so lucky. I rolled two numbers. Okay. The higher of the two of them would have been a success. The lower of the two of them is not. They are different from one another by one. They're literally like, right? Yeah. So let's just say he stops in his tracks and he turns to you and he gives you a look. So I'm sorry. So you said in the, in the spells description that you wanted him to show you what? Uh, supervise us uh, while we search the library and help us find what we're looking for. And how long does the spell last? Eight hours. Oh, good. It's concentration, though. Okay. And so with that, he turns to you and he looks to you with uh, a certain, like the same level of uh, like, like angry-looking stoicism that he had before. And as he furrows his brow and he stares at you, he says, do we need to bring your adventuring party? Of course, they'll be of great help. And so that he gives a nod. And as the two of you turn back to head out through the uh, main door here, nobody notices anything. Seems totally fine and functional to everybody else. So once you walk out to the front, you see Bendarshi looking to scale a wall, Barrow staring at a man, and Erlade is picking his nose. I just uh, guess I'll motion for them to come through. Yeah, pull up, guys. Uh, And so with that, uh, the three of them start approaching, and the captain gives a nod. The individual guards out here are looking around at each other like, uh, 
Captain? And the captain looks to one of them, points a finger at him, and he says, this is official matters of the captain himself. If you wish to question it, fill out a form. And then he turns around and starts walking back in, holding the door open for Vesturch, Bendarshi, Barrow, and young Erlade. And so as you guys all enter the sanctum here, he says, welcome to the sanctum. How may I help you find what it is that you're looking for? What is it that you look for? We seek access to the spell sanctum under the library. And he gives a raised eyebrow and he says, oh, easy enough. Fair. Okay. And so with that, he, uh, so I'm sorry, just so I'm making sure this is clear. And just so you don't step on a rake here, you said that you wanted him in the suggestion to help what you were looking for, find what you're looking for. Yeah, which I mean, I technically would also mean the heart, but right now it's gaining access to the spell sanctum. Well, you see how I'm at a point where I'm like, well, is he going to wake up as soon as he finds the doorway? And he's like, hey, that's your call. I, I will mean, hey. be messaging or yeah, I'll be using the messaging cantrip to let Baro and Bendarshi know the situation. <laughs> right. So with that, he leads you back to the uh, the doorways in the back there, and he opens up one of the side passages and leads you down a long descending stairwell to a stone wall that appears to be just blank. He walks up to it, puts his hands onto a couple of the stones, and a large pentagram appears surrounded by arcane symbols of all of the different schools of magic. And with that... Um, the uh, man touches across, connecting each one of these individuals. And as the lines intersect, the stones begin to separate and pull apart. And as they do, he stands there motionless and turns to you, puts his hands on his hips and says, well, is that all you came here to find? Unfortunately, what we seek is inside the spell sanctum. And he says, what is it that you seek? We are looking for the heart of Athmanis. And with that, he says, so be it. I have not gone into this place and I have not found the, the heart itself. And I'm afraid I couldn't find it if I hoped to. But my duty is to help you and that I shall. And so Why? that. How big is this place? And so with that, he says, it's not a matter of its size. It is forbidden to enter it. So there are no other guards or sentries past this point? No, none could survive in such a place. Is there a way to seal the passage once we enter it? And then Oops. open it again when we wish to leave? Easily. And with that, he guides you all in, closes the stone wall behind him, and there's an individual little pentagram mark on the wall that he puts his hand on, and the stones begin to separate again. He says, simply put your hand upon this room, and all will be revealed. I can't thank you enough, Captain. You've been nothing but kind to us. I'm glad you appreciate the severity of our mission and what it means to the people of Amaroth. 
Vesturge says uh, extremely smugly. (laughs) And with that, he nods and he says, it is my pleasure to help someone as kind as yourself. And Erlade is just smiling ear to ear, thinking he's part of something that's so magical right now. And so with that, um, I guess the captain's here to stay. So pressing onward, there's a stairwell uh, descending from here. The overall appearance of this place, it's all marble, except now that you've down, you've made your way down here. As weird as it sounds, there's gemstones carved in like cut gemstones that are sort of placed within the walls, kind of like stones in a sand garden, if that makes any sense, where they sit sort of like perfectly like planted into it in a way that doesn't disrupt the flow of the marble at all, as if it just is like, I don't even know, like... Uh, I'm I'm trying to think of a a good metaphor, but just stones in a trickling brook, right? And so this whole place sort of glows faintly with the occasional crystal kind of twinkling with a strange arcane light. The whole place smells a little bit like humid and wet and a little bit mildewy as if there's some sort of source of water that's just been kind of untouched and just been sitting here for a long, long time. But this place is cold. It is relatively dark. You can see where you're going, but it's relatively dark. And sound travels and echoes down the various chambers and, and uh, alleyways down here. Yeah, alleyways. That's what I meant. Yeah, no, there's there's an entire city block down here. No, down the different uh, down the different hallways. So before you is a stairwell that descends down at least twenty feet from the landing here by the door. What would you like to do? Bandarshi, I believe it's time for your expertise. Why don't you lead us forward? Just ten foot pull on his head. Tap, yeah. tap, tap. <laughs> Which he, no, no, it's it's in his arm, so it's technically twenty feet that he just taps <laughs> around. Oh, very good. Do, do so what's the plan, Bandarshi? <laughs> don't use the ten foot pull. Just don't do it. It's not a safe idea. Oh, oh, yeah, true. It's never a safe idea to use the ten football. Okay, yeah. So I'll just uh, walk on down, keeping an eye out for traps, taking it slow. Okay. Um, can I get a perception check from you, or I guess the group rather? I do have. I believe it's a feat for the passive perception to be increased, which is nineteen. So. Yeah. I got an 11. I got a 16, I believe. Yeah. Okay. And what did Bendarshi get? Uh, I am checking... I mean, for what it's worth, Erlade and the captain have absolutely no means to help you at this point. There are a couple of useless potatoes. Okay, I got a 12 on my non-passive perception. But if if I wasn't allowed to try, yeah. Um, Okay, so what's the marching order at this point? Bandarshi, then who? Uh... Borrow is like right next to the captain. Okay. The yes, captain's probably going to be second. 
yeah, keeping a close eye on him. Yeah, I think Research will be in the back with uh, Erlade. One of the pointers so he can be useful tool number two. Um, <laughs> see how he squats to the floor with the 10-foot pole. Oh. Anyway, um, so with that, uh, I guess Research is the only one who hears something down the stairs. Uh, it sounds like something at the bottom of the stairs and the little landing down there. You guys can already see from going down that there's something of a room at the bottom here. But it sounds like often to the right, there's something moving around on the uh, on the rocky surface. Uh, something making sort of a clacking noise on the ground as if moving around and making noise just by its hardened footfalls. But it sounds like it might be a pair of things. It's hard to tell specifically. Uh, hold, hold it is, everyone. Steady now. Menarchy, I've heard some noises below. Why don't you check it out and report back? Yeah, Ben Darcy. Uh, ben Darcy's gonna <laughs> stealth up and sneak down. All right, go ahead and roll for stealth, I suppose. I uh, got a 21. Okie doke. Just want to double check and make sure I'm not accidentally messing anything up. So, what are the what's another one of the constraints that would ruin suggestion? If he takes damage or is attacked, is he going to be given an opportunity to reroll? I believe it's only if one of if me or one of my companions does. But let me, uh, if you or any of your companions damage the target, the spell ends. Perfect. So I guess he's just a team player through and through. Yeah, it'll it, be hard I, for him to help. Yeah, he won't do. Any obviously harmful acts to himself, essentially. It says asking the creature to stab itself, throw itself onto a spear, immolate yeah. itself, or do some other obviously harmful act and spell. But, this is all just steps to helping you get the heart of Athmany. So clearly, anything he has to do here is just part of the task. He's helping. Yeah. By hurting. Yeah. <laughs> all righty. Well, um, okay. So with that, um, as you walk ever so stealthily down the stairs um, and you get down to the bottom here in the twinkling low light of the crystals on the walls, you can tell that this landing here is about 50 feet wide by about 40 feet deep. There are two doorways, one to your left, one directly across from you, and a hallway that connects across from you as well. Uh, but more importantly, to the right, you see what looks to be like a caved-in wall as if something had been burrowing through it. And this cave-in wall is like 10 feet wide. Like this is like something burrowed its way into here. And as you come down to the bottom here, ever so stealthily, you see a couple of what look like gorillas wearing full plate armor, basically is like kind of the dimensions we're talking about, with a couple of disco balls on their head, just reflecting light all over the place, a couple of razor sharp pincers on their faces. The pair of them seem to be like putting their faces low to the ground and planting their like strange insectoid hands on the ground and feeling around for you walking down the stairs as if anticipating your steps and trying to find out where you are with that mentality. You can tell this very clearly since you rolled really well with stealth. And I'll say that you made it far enough down that they don't fully know where you are, but they are looking if that makes sense. Okay. Um, disco ball gorillas, huh? Only the best monsters. 
Yeah, these are just literally gorillas in full plate. <laughs> Funky gorillas in full plate. Thank you very much. Uh, they got that disco fever. <laughs> so how close are they to me? Uh, from where you're standing specifically at the very end of the stairs, you're about 30 feet away from them. Okay, I will move down another 20 feet and stab at one of them. Okay. Um, so here's what I'm going to say. We're going to roll initiative for the party. You're still going to get the surprise on them, so don't worry about that part. But I will say these guys are hulking, and they are very much so big, brutish-looking monstrosities. These things look bigger than you. If that means anything or matters, I don't know. So anyway, Erlaid got a one. The captain got a five. And then our friends got a 15. So anybody beat 15? 26. Oh, okay. I believe I got... She goes first. (laughs) I got a 14. Okay. And then what about Barrow? Three. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it's going to go Bendarshi hulking umbral creatures and then Vesturch, then the captain uh, Barrow and then, oh sorry, Barrow and then early aid <laughs> um, so with that, uh, yeah, Bandarsha you're up, I guess, and then you get to go again, because surprise double turn, yay okay, I am so, gonna so you uh... moved up and attack as your first one, right? Yeah, I'll move up 20 feet and attack. Uh, That's a nat 20. Okay. To hit. Does that hit? I hope so. (laughs) Me too. For a lot of trouble if it doesn't. So you're going to double your sneak attack. And you also have your bugbear sneak attack, right? So yeah. you'll double that die and your damage die. Is this, is this all we've been looking for? Was this one roll right here? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what this it means is... to play a rogue in 5e, Dan. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, I'm like, this is the roll we were waiting for. We got the crit on a sneak attack, and then we can chucka-chucka plenty of dice. I'll never get over that chucka-chucka guy. So strange. Just that guy playing Warhammer 40k on YouTube and just having handfuls of dice, but for some reason he doesn't roll them. He doesn't shake it. He just like with close with hand open slightly with a handful of d6s just closes twice rapidly, chucka chucka, and then just drops them. <laughs> like that didn't roll it. <laughs> but anyway, count. Sorry. Pick him up and do it again. Uh, 50 damage. Okay. So you uh, I would say you probably and you're using a dagger. Uh, no, I was using my uh, rapier. Your rapier? Okay. So yeah, so you pull it out in one swift orangutan armed motion. Swing up and pierce one of those big giant disco ball looking eyes that the thing seems to have. And this thing is bloodied. It looks like it's it's uh, not about to die, but it definitely looks savagely, severely wounded by this attack. And uh, it starts reeling back in pain. And yeah. And I'll move 20 feet away and hide. Okay. And then it goes back to your turn. 
do you need a stealth for my hide? They have tremor sense, so they will know where you are at all times. That first time, because you were on a different platform in a different space and rolled really well, I gave it to you. But from here on out, especially after getting stabbed in the eye, yeah. Unless you got a ranged attack. Okay, yeah, then instead I'll... I guess 10 foot rage. So you're going to use rage? 10 foot reach. So it's technically... Like said bridge. I'm like, yeah, so technically I'm still like up on have? the stairs, but um okay. Y'all just attack him again, I guess. Okay. Now is fifth edition fifth edition's not the system that says as long as you attack uh before they act, they that it counts as a sneak attack. Is this the one that does that? No. I think okay, you have to be a, an assassin. In order to do that, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, because in other editions, it just suggested if you attack before they do anything in a round, it counts as a surprise. So, could I tell that they were, you know, sensing for my movements on the ground? Like, right, yes, I could tell. Okay, then I'm gonna use my stealth to jump up in the air and attack so they don't hear me coming. So, I'm sneaky, they can't sense you if you're in the air. I feel it on the walls and everything. Wait, okay, so hold on. How long are you <laughs> planning on jumping in the air for? I'm on the stairs. I could jump a good 10 feet down. Wait, so so in this new action, you're jumping onto the stairs. I'm already on the And then the jumping stairs. off. I'm already on them. Yeah, but like they see you now. The I, think, I don't over. think like, they were at the very base of the stairs. I think you moved off the stairs when you would snuck attack and then back yeah. onto the stairs. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they do that. have dark vision and regular vision. And now that they know you're in the room, I mean, they could just see you. I mean, oh. one of them lost one of its big, gigantic globular eyeballs. So it can't see you as good as it did before, but it still does. Yeah, then I guess I'll just stab at it again before leaving. Okay. Uh, 22 to hit. That's good. Oh, man. 10 realized I was supposed to make you do the charisma saving throw. You're lucky. You got away on that first turn. You're very lucky about that. You could have been stuck down there. How much damage? 10. Because I don't get the sneak attack, right? No, not for right this one. Unless you're the swashbuckler and for some reason get to sneak attack all the time. As long as nobody's helping you. How that's supposed to work. Ever since Unless they way, I was like, I cannot parse this wording. It does not compute. Uh, it's yeah, just it's, like... You, and yeah. With that, I will then move a full 40 away from them, so I'm 50 feet away now, and dodge. The far side of the room or up the stairs? Up the stairs. Okay, so you run past the party. That this all checks out, yeah. No, like, I'll, I'll run back. To, what was down there? I'll, I'll run back to the front of them and just be like, "It's uh, bad guys are coming," and I just get ready to dodge in front of all of them. Just hulking umbral figures, like. Yeah. Hmm. 
It's almost like there should be a word for that. <laughs> um, uh, so, okay. Uh, so now I guess it goes to uh, me, right? And so with that, the two hulking figures uh, start trudging across the room and make it to the bottom of the stairs. So who was the next in line? Vesturch. Faro? Yeah. Oh, Vesturch was second in line? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Vesturch was in the back. Yeah. Yeah, oh, oh, in line. I thought you meant for initiative. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Uh, yeah, no, so it was Borrow and then, like, the cat. Sorry. I okay, didn't so... say Vendarshi would stop in front of the party, not go past them. Oh, I thought you were kidding yeah. about that. Okay. Okay, no, so I guess no. Bandarshi's in the front then, right? Yeah. Oh, boy. He's not going to move past or search when there's bad guys coming. Do the bad guys uh, yeah, come within be... 10 feet of me? Uh, Technically, yeah. Uh, so I would like to use my reaction to make an attack of opportunity. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> I've, I've got polearm master. Bam! The reach group, remember? <laughs> yes, we. Uh, yes, we are. Uh, so that's a twenty-six to hit. Okay. Uh, for fourteen points of slashing damage from the glaive. Jesus. Okay, this thing is heartily wounded and very pissed off. And now that it's at the bottom of the stairs, its globular eyeball that seems to still be there is pulsating and letting off a series of strange, reflective, and dazzling, confusing colors and arrangements of uh, textures. But uh, as of right now, its one plan is to beat the shit out of whoever popped its fucking eyeball. So, Bendarshi, what's your armor class? Uh, 17, but I'm dodging. So, disadvantage. Okay. Um, okay, so the first one is a miss, but not by much. The second one, he's uh, swinging in with both of his big, gigantic gorilla claws here, swiping in at your face. With claws, they look like they could tear through marble and stone. Each time it misses, seeming to, like, actually carve fingernail imprints on the walls here. If that's not terrifying, I don't know what is. Uh, the second one, it misses again, leaving another streak of claws against the wall. And finally, it reaches in with its razor sharp mandibles big giant pincers in the front and tries to chomp your head off and with that it misses as well as you duck underneath it with agile speed that only a useful tool would have and it manages to uh not hit you the second one however runs up to this position as well bottleneck in the uh, little doorway here and does the exact same thing so it swings in as well, frenzied uh by whatever is going on over here it lands one attack on you with its claws and manages to slash in on you. I imagine after that first one kind of missed, failed, and uh, you know swung all over the place, you probably thought you were in the clear, and then the other one just came smashing into the other one, right? And he starts swinging in at you. The uh, first attack does 10 points of slashing damage as his claws actually get you. I'm going to uncanny dodge. What does that do? I take half damage. All right. How often do you get to do that? It's, Is that a reaction? It, it's my reaction, yeah. You know, uh, the second swing, it misses terribly, clawing at the marble as well. And lastly, it tries to chomp you. I rolled two 20s, two crits. Ooh. I got two crits. On wow. A I use I used uh, by uncanny dodge. I meant um, I uncannily uh, dodged, no. but that doesn't mean <laughs> that I did uncanny dodge. Uh, yeah. OK, well, this is going to get pretty fucked pretty goddamn quick. So. Uh, what do you want to be written on the useful tools tombstone anyway? Tombstone? Tool. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave from here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just <laughs> we're the bad guys, remember? 
so it only does 20 points of damage. I say only because you you dodged quite a quite a while up there. That's so brutal. Yeah, so it swings in, gets you on the leg, and you like pull aside really quick, and the thing just reaches in and clamps you with the mandibles. Uh yeah. Okay. Uh that's it for my turn. So next up was Ouch. the captain. But no, it's in the search, cap- right? Yeah. No, yeah. the captain goes before you. He got 15 and you got 14. Oh, uh, okay. I didn't hear that. Sorry. So the captain uh sort of tries to find a way to get up into the front, trying to squeeze past, and uh he uses uh disengage to try and slide past everybody and climb down the stairwell to get into the main room and try to draw their attention. And then it goes to Vesturch. Okay. How far past them is the captain now? Uh, about 25 feet. I cast fireball and I kill him. Oops, I missed. Sorry, Erlade. No. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, the search will use tidal wave on the two of them, but have it stop short of hitting the captain. Very good. The area can be right. 30 feet long, 10 feet wide, 10 feet tall. So, yeah, research will cast that in a way that it doesn't, that the dimensions hit the two, but nothing else. Okay. So that's, that's terrifying to think it just shoots up right in front of Bendarshi and just yep. like. I was just picturing just, it coming out of like the, the wall and just knocking him off the stairs. Yeah, right. And that's two DC 16 deck saves from them. Uh, one each, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got <laughs> a fumble and a 27. Okay. Can oh, we sorry. Say... No. 21. Can we say which one fumbled? Can it that say be the... the pop eyeball? Damn it. What a waste. Okay. Do the I other mean, one. we can give it to the other guy. Thank yeah, you. okay. All right. <laughs> Shit. See, I'm so... a nice DM. So that's 17 yeah. damage to both of them, and the healthy one is knocked prone. Uh, the unhealthy one is dead. Excellent. So uh, what did that death look like? That must have been one fucking wallop of a tidal wave. Yeah, I think like Ben Darcy said, the wave doesn't come like down the hallway. It came from the side. And so the one that failed bonked into his buddy and just fell down. And the one that died just got slammed into the wall with such force. It just like smashed its one good eye against the wall, pops, and just falls dead. That's very brutal. I didn't like that. You know, this group, like, I, I like, don't like at the, it's that like in. that wall was the chair at the end of Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> and it got him good. Here to bite a tongue, okay? That movie that that haunts me so bad that she bit her own goddamn tongue. I don't know why that freaks me. Anyway, back to the important things. So the other one took the damage and then it fell down. Yeah, it's prone currently. Now, will it probably you probably can't get up? Will you let? Oh, uh, Borrow hasn't gone yet, correct? No, not yet. Um, would you let or me? Relate. Yes, I know that as well. Will you let me give one of them my immovable rod as an like a free action? 
uh yeah as the free action you can i'd imagine you'd probably have it more at the ready than not yeah i'm i technically i think the search uses the immovable rod as his like walking staff for the most part i mean as a rod it's really not that much longer than a wand but i, I get what you're saying okay so yeah you hand it over okay uh I, I guess I can give it to Borrow. Borrow. What's to do with this? If you take this button here and press it on top of that knockdown creature, he will not be able to get up uh-huh. after placing the rod over him. I like the way you think, wizard. Never let your enemy recover when you've gained the advantage. Early pulls out a notebook and starts scribbling. Down <laughs> yeah. So with that early uh, comes before, no, comes after Barrow. Yeah. Okay. So that means uh, Barrow's up, right? Yep. All right. Uh, so Barrow is going to step up to this creature, mm-hmm. uh, press down the immovable rod on like the back of its neck or something, and then press the button. Okay. I assume that that's an action. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I, I was thinking of giving it to Erlaid, but then I was like, well, then he's going to get mauled. <laughs> and you end your turn standing next to it? Um, no, I'm going to back away so that you know I can use my reach weapon and use a bonus action to strike it with the butt of the glaive. Okay. So... I was just going to say, because you left its threatened area after you put it on its neck and walked away from it, it will still get an attack of opportunity on you. Okay. Which, Not a good one. Yeah, it'll be at disadvantage because it's prone. But yeah, uh, You're looking for an 18. I hope I find it. All right. I got a 15 on the attack. That is not good enough. Okay, so I get advantage to hit it over the head. So sad. It just swung at you with its little limp little arm on the ground, and then you just sidestepped it like bad, bad kid. I, I got a four and a three. I don't think oh a weapon is going to hit its armor class. What did you get in the attack? A four and a three. So I don't think an eleven is going to hit. Okay, just making sure I know what you're dealing with. All right, and now Erlaid, uh steps down the stairs a little bit. And he pulls up his crossbow, aiming it over everybody on the stairs and aims down at it. And he says, hold on. I think I can take the shot. This will be at disadvantage. Yeah, this will be at disadvantage because it's prone. I rolled double 18s. Damn. Not bad for Erlaid. So Erlaid fires the crossbow bolt and manages to deal maximum damage. All right, Erlaid. And Erlade pumps his fist and looks over at Vesturge with a smug look on his face. And he says, never give him an inch. Destroy him while they're down. Darcy just reaches his long hand out and gives like a big thumbs up. <laughs> Doesn't out. look back, just like double jointed shoots the thumbs yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out Erlade's going to be evil by the time he reaches the button. Yeah, I was just <laughs> thinking that. I should have told him to stay up here and not do anything to protect his innocence. Oh, well. You just you imagine reaching the bottom and it doesn't work. He's like, huh, you know, the world's not as great as I remember it being. You guys really opened my eyes to that. Like, as long as you no. think he's doing good. Fuck. <laughs> 
Yeah. And surely you love your parents. They're tools of the empire. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. You say tool? <laughs> you ring? A well-placed um, okay. shot or laid. And so uh, now it goes to Ben Darcy at the top of the round. Hey, and Ben Darcy's... Is this laying on its back? Or on its stomach? I mean, it's... Well, it was set on the back of its neck, so I'm imagining this thing's face down as as uh, Barrow has described it. Okay, well then, Bendarshi's gonna stand over its back and stab into its neck. Okay. Reach, gang. No one has to ever get in contact again. I mean, it is a large creature, so technically its space does take up enough that standing behind it, swinging down at it, you do have to kind of be in base contact, but I'm not measuring like that. Apparently, all parts okay, of the square I'll be are in that. front of him and awkwardly stabbing at his head. <laughs> it won't well, look or sound as cool. You're fine. So, what do you got? I got a 19. Well, actually, hold on. Before we finish that, I'm going to say you get the attack. I'm not changing that whatsoever. Now, Nobody has made any claims that they were going to look away from the strange globule eyes. And because they stick out of the head so much, I will require you to make a saving throw before we land this attack as you rush up to do it. He's, Reach he's or face not. down, though. We can't even see the eyes. The eyeballs are globes. Yeah, they're just stuck on there. We do have a plus whatever from Anthony. Yeah, you can right? get plus three to all saving throws. All right, so what's the save? What type? Charisma. Oh, Which I know this this party is oozing with charisma. I mean, I, I, am, like... a, I am still a paladin. Uh, 17. Okay, that's good. So you managed to oh. shrug off the dizzying gl- I get a minus one and... to that. I rolled real good. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you have a minus four in charisma? No, I'm minus one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because yeah. he has the plus three. I was like, what are you doing with like a two in charisma? <laughs> Just, bye guys. <laughs> makes sense just harry and the henderson says join the party um but anyway so my so when, hit yeah 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 how much damage are we dealing uh, we are dealing 22 damage Dang. okay this one looks brutally wounded not dead and am I within five feet of it still? Can it hit me next turn? Uh, yeah, unless you want to move back. Yeah, I'll, di- I'll disengage and move out of its reach. Well, because technically this guy doesn't have a reach on the attack, so you didn't have to be in base contact, so you didn't threaten it. Oh, okay. Oh, the joys of the of your arms. Um, Okay, and so now it goes to the captain, and the captain looking down at this strange and pitiful beast without feeling a hint of remorse, pulls his two hands together and saying arcanic runes, uh, speaking them into existence, a lightning bolt arcs from his hands and shoots straight down at the head of this creature. Uh, yeah, the deck save <laughs> <laughs> Shoots right back at him. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so he cast that, and if you can imagine, the bugbear did not dodge out of the way on out of the the way of this. Um, the bugbear or the Umbra Hulk? 
first one than the other. I'm just kidding. He's like, ha, 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 I wasn't actually tricked. I'm just kidding. I, I meant to say Umber Holt. Because would go kill him so quick. <laughs> He's like, ooh, you old man wearing your bathrobe, I'm going to kick your ass. Uh, so he deals a whopping 35 points of damage. Yikes. Leaving this Umber Hulk very well wounded and on the doorstep of death. And with that, he looks up at Vesturch and he says, as you please, kill it. Indeed, we won't allow these things to suffer needlessly. Because that's what a good person would do. Ain't that right, Erlaid? Erlaid's mm. like, nah, rip its eyes out. <laughs> Damn it. I like when you million dollar baby that other one. Do it again. Ugh, yikes. You're getting a taste for it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We have to teach a younger version of myself. So are you just skipping the Umber Hulk's turn and going to mine? Or are you going to have it do something? The poor little Umber Hulk. Uh, It squirms around frantically, swinging its mandibles and its arms at anything in the area, clicking and clacking as it does. There's no chance for me to move the immovable rod, right? It's a DC 30 strength check. There's always a chance. (laughs) So you say there's a chance. I got a 14. Yeah. You're halfway there. You know, it's funny. I feel like I got tricked. And I can't really retcon my way out of that. <sighs> Forgot it has a burrow speed, didn't you, Dan? It's going to start burrowing. I'm taking it back. <laughs> you guys. It starts burrowing down. And it digs a nice little hole underneath it and it climbs in. It burrows at an insane speed. And it goes just tunneling down. Is it moving out of my friend area? And mine? <laughs> well, I think that's a yes. <laughs> moving towards you and down. Does it still count as prone? No. It's going southeast. <laughs> He's not prone anymore. You can still hit it. Or not, nah, I can it. roll a three and miss. You know, three seems to be your magic number. What about Ben Darcy? Are you going to end this poor little bug man's life? Uh, 25 to hit. Okay, that's it. It's 10 damage. 10 kills it. So as the thing begins to tunnel its way out from underneath the uh, immovable rod, how did you kill it? Uh, stabbed into it. In, got its eye. Jerks and popping their goddamn eyeballs. <laughs> It's like ripping the legs off a daddy long leg. You looked at me funny. I didn't like it. It's true. He did. He did look at you very funny. He had like (laughs) one of those like fake nose glasses on. (laughs) You son of a bitch. (laughs) You stabbed him in the eye. Darcy just screams, prop comedy is dead. (laughs) And so are you. Why is that? Why is that literally the funniest thing I've ever imagined? Is just Umber Hulk's wearing those fucking googly eyes with the nose, just looking at you like it's so confusing. Why does it have a nose? Okay, and so with that, the immovable rod is left there. Tons of of uh, 
refuse on the floor, as well as bug guts in a strange pool of water. Um, the captain approaches you guys, and he says, you fight well, but we must press on. Of course. Uh, should we expect any more of these beasts? How should I know? I've never been here before. Well, surely you've heard tell. All I've heard is that the place is well protected. And he points to the tunneling section there and he says, these beasts must have just taken advantage of this location. Indeed. Be on your highest guard. So as far as the chamber you're in goes, there is one hallway that leads uh, straight forward ahead of you guys. And there's a door to your left and a door directly in front of you as well, next to the hallway. And to your right is just the tunnel the bugs came from. So where would you like to go? I said, sorry, can you say where the, what the branches are again? There's the tunnel where the bugs came from. And then directly in front of you is a hallway that leads onward. Uh, and to your left is a door. And next to that hallway ahead of you is another door. So there's two doors, one hall, one tunnel. The tunnel is obviously made by the bugs, right? It's not part of the structure inherently. No, just uh, refuse all over the floor from where they okay. came through. I'm going to stealth and check the the way to the right where they came from to see if I can see anything up ahead a little. Okay, so like into the into their tunnel? Yeah. Okay. Amparo's going to go check one of the doors. Okay. And Erlade rushes up ahead to go check out the hallway. So were you actually going to stealth with Bendarshi, or are you just going to jog? Are we rolling for stealth? Uh, yes. Okay, I was very confused. While they're doing that, uh, the search will slowly walk down the stairs and grab the immovable Rod pushed the button and, you know, collect himself. 14 stealth. Oh, good. So with 14 stealth, uh, you go walking into the tunnel area here and you can see that there's just piles of like scattered refuse from where they were tunneling. Uh, there's small flecks of semi-precious stones on the, on the ground here, but none of it seems to be worth much of anything really. Um, you can see a half-eaten corpse of some sort of large centipede-looking bug, but it's been, like, destroyed and, and munched on, and it seems to be quite a bit rotten and old, as if these things had eaten it and left it and forgotten it. But it seems like this tunnel goes on for just, like, snaking, like, interweaving random tunneling before going anywhere, and it seems like it probably goes on for hundreds of feet. Okay, I will return to the group. Like, uh, that so, will probably be the last one we check. If we need to. Early from the hallway up ahead, he turns around and he yells out and he says, hey, he says, there's a group of statues in here. They look like pretty ladies and they have their hands open for some reason. I don't think it's anything important, though. I think there's a door at the end. I'll go check that out. Well, what about uh, Borrow? Yeah, I was going to say Borrow's checking the doors. That sounds like a puzzle. And Darcy full sprints. <laughs> <laughs> On all fours. Just 
<laughs> Turns out that's Ruby? really why Bendarshi does it, just for the oh. love of the puzzles. So first of all, uh, do the doors appear to be trapped at all? Uh, with an investigation check or anything, or you just want me to tell you that they're probably fine. Wait, what did you say? Eight investigation. Yeah, there's a, a Mondo lightning bolt trap. It's just waiting for it. Nah, both the doors seem pretty much, you know, it, they just haven't been used in forever. So they're just really squeaky hinges. But the doors themselves seem to be of a really nice make. Uh, look a little bit like they're kind of, I don't want to say it, swollen. They're wooden doors, but they seem swollen from years of being around like the water and all that. So they might be a bit stuck when pushing them open. But for the most part, I mean, they're not locked or anything. Right, yeah, he's just going to open the doors and look in to make sure that the rooms are clear. Okay. So when you look into the uh, the first doorway, it seems to be an old storage area, but it's long since been ravaged and, and taken apart. When you look to the left into that doorway, you can see that there's a chamber that uh, arcs back about 40 or so feet. It's about 30 feet wide. But in the direct center, you can see a, like a, a hole in the ground as if a trap door has been sprung a long, long time ago. And it just, from where you're standing, you can't see into it, but it's just like a random hole in the ground that's a perfect square the size of one of the marble tiles. These rooms are clear. It sounds like the room with the statues is the way forward. I mean, there is a door in that room with the trap on the ground. Oh, there is? Uh, Bar, I was yep. going to check that one, too. You're going to walk into the room with the trap on the ground? I'm going to give the trap a wide berth and use my uh, glaive to check every square in front of me as I go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so when you walk over to the other door and you put your hands on it, this one seems also to be safe. Uh, again, very swollen from water. And from what you can hear on the other side of the door, it sounds like there's a small faint trickle of running water. All right. Uh, open the door. Uh, hold my weapon out in front of me. Check that it's clear. Hope nothing happens. You are literally like four rooms away from the rest of the party who are currently doing the, the Wordle Sudoku puzzle in the other <laughs> inside of the dungeon with Pendarshi schooling everybody on it. Meanwhile, Barrow's being eaten by a worm. Um, okay, so you push this door open, and inside you see a large basin, like a, a large pool here in the back corner, and on the wall seems to be a gemstone-encrusted visage of some sort of, like, a tranquil yet sort of pained-looking face with water barely managing to make it into this pool. From where you're standing, the basin doesn't look too deep, but as you kind of lean in to look a little bit further into the basin, it looks like it's actually incredibly deep as the darkness within the basin seems to be a shadow of depth and not sort of like silt in the bottom of it. All right. Well, as long as there's no like out of you like going to kill us right now, monster, he's going to go back and close the doors behind him to let the party know that the area behind us is clear. Bad news is there's actually another door, but that's, you know, I know you're not going to go even further down the hall on your own. <laughs> that would be foolish. I'm only, I'm just, you know, being a good soldier, checking to make sure we don't have somebody creeping up behind us. Fair enough. So you leave the last door unchecked, the basin untouched, the uh, strange hole in the ground. Once you give it a wide berth and look into it on the way, though, you can see that there's a corpse inside of there. Human? 
it's hard to tell uh, this far along in the decomposition and as it's kind of rotted from the humidity in the air what you see down there at the bottom is pretty disgusting but the spikes down here made of what appear to be like uh i would say like kind of like crystals or gemstones that are all just aimed up like broken glass you can see don't make the reference anthony do not make the reference Gemstone i know you're ready to spikes <laughs> You know, Tom Hanks being in that movie is just, isn't that not just the weirdest thing in the entire world? People are talking about him being part of like weird lizard person schemes and all that stuff. But like, he was also in Mazes and Monsters. So like, I don't know. So anyway, do you commit suicide by jumping onto the, like, and, and not to mention, I'm going to take a side note here, sidebar. They criticized him for climbing into the pile of gemstones because the illusion was at the bottom of a pit was a pile of gemstones, but it was actually spikes covered in gemstones so that it looked like a pile, but really once he climbed in, he jumped in. Okay, I don't know. I don't know who's right in this dilemma here, but like, they were mad at him for not thinking to check that. How the fuck would you have anticipated? Like, imagine if like, like Duck McScrooge or whatever, whatever his fucking name is, like, if he jumps into the pile of coins, but it's actually coins that are spikes and he just didn't think to check if there were spikes. I don't know. It, so anyway, it would be more like if somebody glued a quarter to the ground and then put like super a super fine glass spike above the quarter so that when you bend over to grab the quarter, it goes through your eye and kills you. It's like, well, why didn't you think of that, idiot? <laughs> it's like, yeah, totally. Every quarter I see on the ground, I kick it over it to make sure it doesn't have a secret semi-invisible glass spike on it. Hey, nobody you know ever what? accused people who create dungeons in these games, like, like in-universe, of being the most reasonable, well-adjusted, and intelligent folks who ever lived. I mean, I'll say this much. It's a pretty slick little trap. It's kind of neat. It's flavorful. Definitely Gygaxian. So, I mean, hey, I mean, kudos to writing it. But, like, so fucking strange. But anyway, and not to mention the kid was already, like, wicked depressed. And he's like, I jump in. Like, as if he fucking knew. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, anyway, th this is, yeah. So anyway, at the anyway, bottom of the pit, yeah, though, the, you see a decomposing the bar body. goes back to the party. Everything is clear. It sounds like that room with the statues is going to be our way forward. I didn't get to finish describing it, but he also had a really, really fancy, uh, really, really fancy gold. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, not yeah. laced, but it, it's like gold. Uh, trim. Played it. Yeah, I guess that's a good one for it. A really fancy looking crossbow down there. And it seems to be covered in gold and all wreathed in it, as well as like a satchel that seems to be glittering with gemstones at the bottom of the spike pit. Spike pit goes down about 20 or 25 feet. Or right, we'll make a note of it for when we're headed back. Erlade's going to jump in. <laughs> He's seen some things, man. Anthony. He's not ready to continue. Anyway, okay. So that once you walk into this hallway and you see the puzzle these guys have been looking at, it's not really a puzzle. There's a series of statues in here and all of them seem to be looking down into their hands and each of their hands have something of like a dimpled basin in them as if almost like a like an ashtray kind of shape in them, in their hands, uh, as if like it's meant to receive some sort of offering. Each of them look to be like a, a gowned figure um, wearing like a hooded robe and they all look very tranquil, tranquil and peaceful. There's no signs of anything deceptive in this room or anything evil or foreboding. There is, however, a door at the end of the hall, which Erlade is attempting to look over like Barrow does. I 
think the search sort of wants to inspect the statues. Um, do they look like they're statues of Athmanis? I mean, you could make that sort of, you could guess that that's probably what they're depicting, but they seem just kind of like tranquil hooded figures to suggest it looks more like her would require a bit more of a knowledge of Athmanis, but it makes sense to think that this probably is a rendition of her. How tall are they? Uh, about eight feet tall. And you said they have their hands out sort of in the beggar's cup? Yeah, sort of like the two hands together, palms up, but in their center of their palms where the two palms meet, it makes sort of like a dimpled circular divot as if something like to collect. Okay. And does it look in any of the divots like they're less dusty than the others or is there any residues or anything like that? Um, I will say it does look relatively dusty, but the only thing that doesn't look like the fingertips themselves they seem to be pristine and well-polished, as if perfect for some reason. Can Research use his mage hand to just run the mage hand along the fingertips just to see if there's anything there? I mean, it doesn't seem like anything seems to move or anything. The dust moves um off it when it touches the dusty part but yeah the hands don't move or anything like that either okay yeah just taking a look okay really hungry and darcy's gonna just bust open some of his rations and put food in all the hands and with that the uh the food disappears once it enters the hands see no they're good it's and just then I go to o- and then I go to open the door. <laughs> well done, Bendarshi. The quest is complete. Well done. With that, uh, the captain, um, he looks around the room and he says, what is this? Some sort of miracle? As Bendarshi just walks right by him, opens up the door like, I don't care. Um, but with that, he says, is this some sort of miracle? What happened? That's how I use well, We knew that this is some sort of a sacred place. Likely, if I had to guess, this may have been a place to leave offerings for Athmanis by her followers. Actually, Barra is going to spend a use of divine sense. Uh, so using an, using an action, I can detect the presence of uh, fiends, celestials, undead, and any hallowed or unhallowed ground within 60 feet of me that's not behind total cover. Well, I will say you sense a very holy and celestial presence in each of the statues. Uh, there's a presence here. Uh, some piece, uh, Some piece of a goodly god still remains in this place. And so with that, um, looking around the room early, just kind of says sheepishly, well, what exactly do you think she would want as an offering? Surely she doesn't want hardtack and jerky. And looks over at Bandarshi and gets scared and says, though, that's a really great idea. Uh, so going all the way back to the last time we played, Athmani is, is a dead god of magic, right? He is the goddess of gemstones. Precious gemstones. 
Well, and the fact that the gemstones can handle and hold magics is more so a token of what she's blessed stone with. So she's not magic, but people have used magic with her creations. You know what I'm saying? And we saw gemstones in like the refuse and stuff from that tunnel, correct? There are some. Yeah. If you were to scrap it all together, uh, doing a quick check for like 10 minutes, picking all the pieces together, you'd probably have about 100 gold pieces worth of gemstones. But that's taking all the effort of the entire party. Yeah. Hmm? I was was just curious. When I was checking behind us, I saw some unfortunate soul who was carrying some gemstones fell to a trap. Uh, It might be a little bit faster to to go retrieve those. On it. That's an excellent idea, Borrow. And then Bandarshi died. Um, so what's the plan? Bandarshi's gonna Borrow's gonna lead the party back to the room with the trap in it. Okay. So the whole party circles it. What's Bandarshi gonna do? Uh, it's a bef- square about oh sorry. I'm gonna Before Bastarsh. Okay. Well, well, he tries that. Uh, can Vesterch see if he can lift the gemstones with Mage Hand? either the bag or just bring them up individually if you need be. How far is the mage hand reach? I believe it's 30 feet. 30 feet, which I think you said was it was 25 feet down. So Yeah, so it would just be at the bottom. So as Ben Darshi begins to lower himself down, the mage hand just scuttles by and grabs it and starts floating by him. Very well. Uh, Grab it out of the mage hand. Got it. Um, now, now, Bendarshi. Can you reach the crossbow as well? That might be a bit too heavy for these old hands, but let me try. And Vesearch will also try and lift up the uh, crossbow after bringing up the gemstones. Is it a 10-pound? Five, I believe. Bendarshi will okay, so yeah, the crossbow. That, that is indeed too heavy. Yeah, so Bendarshi, would you like to do an athletic? Oh, it's, check it's more than 10. Check? It's 10. I'm sorry, but yeah. I don't think that's... If it's a heavy crossbow, it's not going to change. Yeah, I'll do acrobatics. Unless okay. the so crossbow weighs 5 pounds, and a heavy weighs 18. 26. So what does that look like? It's about uh, 5 feet wide. Yeah, so Bendarshi's just going to be like, these are like spikes coming out of the walls, right? Or just, uh, no, just out of the bottom. Oh, just out of the bottom. Uh, Bendarshi just holding the sides of the walls with his hands because he has such reach, like elbow to elbow. He's just reaches one hand down and grabs the bag or the uh, the crossbow. And then Real just well. reaches all the way up to the top and just pulls himself out. That's why he's the most useful tools. But... Foot, all, foot almost touches a spike, but it just like gently pushes the skull of this corpse onto it instead and stands on that. Just, no. <laughs> well, with that, as you pull yourself back out, the captain seems to like uh, openly gasp and says, my, such craftsmanship. And even from dog. when you've held it, it feels like it's it's masterfully cra- crafted. I but yeah, beautiful object. Too bad its owner couldn't be a little bit more mindful. 
I'm very mindful. Early it says, yeah, what a fool. Yeah. Um, uh, Borrow would like to just examine it real quick. Yeah, test its weight, test the strength, and yeah. uh, to make sure it's still in good working order. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, it seems to be of masterful craftsmanship, unfazed by time. Yeah, well, which is alarming because the corpse definitely was. So you'd expect something wrong with the crossbow, but no, even the drawstring seems perfect in condition. Yeah, he sort of tosses it lightly underhand to early and give this a try, lad. Uh, uh, crossbowman is always in demand. One one I, moment. You can never be I, too careful with things you find in these places. And uh he fires research, it at the captain. Research is gonna take ten minutes to cast identify on the crossbow. Okay. So, and so as you uh inspect it uh with the uh with the identify, this is in fact a magical crossbow. Uh, it's a plus one crossbow, or at least heavy crossbow, and uh, it doesn't require ammunition, and instead crossbow bolts will end up becoming fire as they shoot out. So, yeah. Well, Bendarshi, you were the one to grab it, but if you're willing, a heroic weapon like this would certainly do well in the hands of a young budding hero like our friend Arlaid. I'm oh I thought you were gonna say me. Yeah that that's fine. Oh Bendarshi or you have proven yourself a hero many times. Yes. Uh, okay here you go. And he hands it over. Like how after Borrow had handed it to him or tossed it yeah. to him, somehow Bendarshi got in his hands when he was hearing like the young budding hero speech. No, I'm just so concerned that it kept okay. getting cast As Borrow tossed like, no, it, no. Bendarshi ran in and intercepted. We did. He unraveled one of his ten foot gangly orangutan arms and just caught it mid flight. No look, reached out, grabbed it. He slapped the captain on the way there. Okay, and he keepers. broke from the enchantment. <laughs> yeah, he breaks from the he breaks from the enchantment after being flicked by Bendarshi, being shooting lightning bolts all over the place. Um, okay, and so Erlaid looks it over and he says, "I don't know that I'm qualified to use such a thing, but I promise I'll do my best." If, Let's get those gemstones back to the statues. If, right. If the says you're qualified, you are. He's so smart. And then Darcy just pats his head. That's really dark coming from Bendarshi. If the Sturge says you're qualified to do something, you are. <laughs> this is the guy who sent possibly hundreds of children to their deaths exploring ancient ruins. Whoa, whoa. Who could say? <laughs> they were sent, they were sent to learning opportunities <laughs> yeah. that they were not smart enough to overcome. Yeah, what I'm hearing is that Vesturge potentially employed hundreds of orphans. And that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's a lawfully evil thing, okay? Emphasis on the law. But with that, the satchel of gemstones has within it five gemstones, each one like an emerald, worth about 100 gold. Well, luckily, we're about to give them all to the magic statues. Four. So, I mean, you're the one who's holding the satchel, I imagine. 
All right, well, let's see if uh, that that little that presence back there finds these a worthy sacrifice. Okay. So, what exactly do you do with the gems? It's gonna take one. Uh, how many statues are there? Four. Sorry, what? Four. Four. Okay, yeah. So he's gonna, uh, and there are five gemstones. I'm going to put, you know, one each, uh, one in each of the statue's hands and then keep the last one. Okay. As you put the first gemstone into the first set of hands, it immediately dissipates and everybody standing within the room heals five points of damage. Oh, I get it. Do that again. Uh, How much did you say the gemstones were worth? 100 gold. We don't know what every statue does. We should at least try them all once. Maybe they're all different. A cartoon, like, punching bag. I mean, uh, like, one of those gloved fists just comes out and socks you in the head. Uh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to try at least one more just to see if they'll do something different. Okay. Once you do, uh, it provides two points of healing to the entire party. That one's not- Seems like all the statues heal. But have you found the best one? You just gotta keep... It's like a slot machine. (laughs) Anyway. So it seems like they don't have anything to do with the door. No, and the door seems fine enough to open on its own. This one seems extra stuck, however. It is a wonderful thing. The miracle of a god's blessing. Yeah, Erlade is just obsessing over the uh, crossbow in his hands, and he's just like staring at it and looking at his reflection in the gold. And he says, "You know, I guess some blessings come from gods, but I don't think this was crafted by a god. Do you think so, Vesturge? I'm just a fucking atheist. <laughs> oh, I got it. For what you. did you do?" <laughs> he witnessed actual miracles. He's like smoking mirrors, man. Smoking mirrors. I'm starting to think this fucking magic. <laughs> okay, uh, so what, what's the what's the plan now? Uh, so, uh, Baro is just going to tug on the door and test exactly how stuck it is. Well, it is stuck, as if built into the wall. Okay. Uh, does it seem like it pushes or pulls? Uh, it seems like it it pushes. All right. So he's gonna get a running start and uh, try to bash his way through the door. Okay. Give us an athletics check at advantage. As he does that, can I race to undo the uh, the hinges and just move the door away? Yeah, you walk into the way and get gnarly brown him. <laughs> I got a 23. Okay, yeah. So you bash square into the door and smash it against the wall right behind it. Um, unfortunately, that wall right behind it doesn't exist. And the door that you slam off the hinges instead goes flying down a flight of stairs, making a clattering, clamoring, slamming noise as it pop, 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 pop down each and every one of the stairs before coming to a rest with a clam. And at the bottom of the stairs, you see a glowing pool of water and a giant square room. 
um, from what you can see at the top here, you can't see exactly where the walls end, but you see that the chamber itself is just big. All right, everyone, be on your guard. I've just uh, I've just alerted every one of the well protected watchers of this place. I'm sure you're fine. Um, and so with that, the cave troll wakes up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but okay, so once you come down to the bottom of the bottom of the stairs here. Um, at the bottom is that pool of water, and the glowing that you can see inside of it appears to be from crystals and gemstones within that have been reflected and sort of like shining a beacon directly up and out of it. Um, but yeah, inside you can see swirling shapes and figures. Uh, hard to see what they are from where you are, but there are three doors in this chamber, not including the stairwell you well, adorned with a, a, a sled. Uh, and there's two doors to your left and one door to your right. Each one of them wooden. But yeah, so what would you like to do? I'm going to take a closer look at the pool. Okay. And so once you walk over to the pool and look inside of it, you see what appear to be ghostly visages sort of swirling around in the water. But the more you look at the water and how crystal clear it is, as it blends with like the light shining directly out of it, it's hard to tell where water ends and where like the, the air begins. And so looking down into it, the swirling visages begin to take on faces and they look more pained than at peace as they kind of swirl about. And one of them begins to float up towards the surface and kind of breaches the water and looks at each and every one of you as its head bobs out and it begins to rise to a full form. And it seems to be wreathed in the same kind of cloak as one of the statues from before and looks upon the entire party and says, what do you wish? We are seeking the heart of Aethmanis. And it begins to sort of like let out like a whining, wheezing noise as if air is being let out of it. And it begins to weakly drip back into the, um, into the pool. I don't think it liked our answer. That early it says, was that a ghost? Was it a ghost? Can I make some sort of check to know that? I mean, it looks more like some sort of phantasmal creation within the pool. Whether or not it's a spirit, that's only for a paladin to know, and luckily we don't have one of those. No. Could I also make an arcana check to see if I understood what it is? Yeah. I mean, an arcana, religion. Nature. Well, you always gotta have fucking nature. What is that <laughs> you picking? Is this a natural <laughs> ghost? <laughs> as a part, as a as opposed to a supernatural ghost, which would just be spooky. Yeah, that's hey, a apparently at on one nature. point in the history of this game, there was a distinction made between supernatural and supranatural. <laughs> Very good. So, anywho, what did we get in the other skill checks? Fourteen religion, twenty-four arcana. Okay. With the 14 in religion, they do seem to be spiritual visages uh, similar to the ones you had seen before. For, they don't seem to be malicious, and it doesn't seem like they have much capacity to interact with anything around them. So it doesn't seem like they're actually like independent entities, and it seems like they're more part of this well. With the Arcana check, you get pretty much the same exact idea, except 
you understand more that this was probably created with a purpose and you understand that something such as this, where it would come to the surface and like, you know, beckon anybody who comes to it, you have a pretty good idea that this is probably used in some sort of ceremonial fashion. So there's probably some use to each of the spirits or the spirits have some sort of thing to offer. What it is is hard to tell, especially considering the healing you got from gemstones before hard to tell what these guys do. Borrow, if you could lend me one of the gemstones that we recovered. Be my guest. Uh, borrow hands one of them over. The search will approach the pool to try and beckon out one of the spirits. Okay. So another one rises up a little bit shorter than the first one, and it says, What do you wish? We wish to make an offering in the name of the goddess Athmanis and Vesterch will I guess just sort of put the gemstone into the pool unless the creature starts to approach after hearing the offering. Okay. I mean, it, it just stays in the pool and holds its hands out in that same sort of beggar pose. Yeah, then Vesterch will place the gemstone in the hand. And with that, the gemstone dissipates in a visage of green light, as it was an emerald. And it says, what do you wish to know? We seek the path that will take us to the heart of Athmanis. And with that, it gives a nod and it points at the door to the right. And it says, down the stairs, through the portal. But I warn. Only the pure of heart may defeat the beast within. But the beast is not the only guardian. For the crystals provide light. And they also seek vengeance for anyone who dares enter the Hall of Athmanes. And he dissipates back into the waters. Gone forever. Forever? Yeah, that jackass didn't even heal us. I want a refund. Well, at least he told us what we wanted to know. Indeed. We shouldn't spend too much time down here. I am a bit worried about these crystals and the vengeance they will bring. Everyone should be alert for such things. And with that, the captain says, well... You were looking for texts, too, right? I mean, there's many a magical tome to be found down here as well. Isn't that why you came here as well? Yes, the texts are important, but the heart is our main goal. So with that, he says, throw another gemstone to the pool. See where the texts are. And Erlade says... He's got a good point. While we're here looking around, we probably want to know where that is quickly, too. I don't think we can risk fighting more of those strange beasts. Indeed. You both make excellent points. Borrow. <laughs> yeah, Borrow's already handing the Sturcha another gemstone. We have one more. That was just fucking tokens to Chuck E. Cheese. Like, this is not wealth. This is just the currency down here. These are um, our pay tokens for a place called the Dream Factory. 
Well, if need be, we can rummage up some more from the refuse, but punch the ghost in the face. Psych him. Just have Bandarshi swipe it back at the last moment. (laughs) Just like a cat at the faucet with running water, just like black, black, black. It's a good call. Bandarshi's going to try to snag it back on this next one before it goes away. I don't think that's going to work. The last one dissipated when it touched his hands. You're just going to break the sound barrier and just like swing in there. The timing has to be perfect. You pull the ghost out and the ghost comes to fight you, just <laughs> ages you to, to a fucking, what, an actual teenager? And all of a sudden, the search has no use for you. <laughs> I'm sorry I grew up. Not as sorry as anyway. I am. For search just slits his throat. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, my. It's like, so we were never coming here for good stuff, were we? <laughs> Okay, so we do that. The uh, search will approach and make an offering and ask if they're where the texts are. And so with that, the spirit seems to shrug its uh, shoulders a little bit and release, and it says, What you wish to find is a most desecrated place, full of hate, full of pain and sorrow. Many books still exist within the library, but many others exist within there too. Their fate is sealed, but much can be learned to those who listen. And it dissipates back into the pool. Did it give us directions? I mean, it pointed down the hall. Okay. It's like, uh, bang, right. If you see the ice machine, you went too far. Wow, there really are texts of ancient knowledge. Okay. An ice machine? Back when they had Mr. Pib in the machine. Back before, or back when it was the mystical Pib extra. We're here to figure out what the extra is. That's what this campaign's really about. (laughs) The secret recipe. The secret recipe is the extra and Pib extra. (laughs) That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. So anyway, (laughs) what would you like to do? The spirit telling us about the texts indicated the same direction as where we need to go to get to the heart or to another direction on the same level? The opposite. There's two doors on the left and it pointed to the closer one to you guys. The heart is to the right. We'll circle back for the texts. The heart sounds like it's going to be the greater challenge. Indeed. It sounds like the texts might have their own dangers, and there's no telling what trials we might face just to get the heart. And with that, the captain speaks up and he says, it spoke of pain in the library? I, all I know is nobody, none of the Tome Guard went down there after they seized important texts. What? And so he just seems to be kind of at a loss for words and starts looking around the room and he says, I think I'd like to go to that library. Well, once we circle back. Of course, Captain. Two. I just can't seem. And he just seems to be kind of puzzled as if like, 
when he heard about the seizure of the text before, it didn't sound like it was some violent, bloody job that would create a room of anguish and pain. And so with that, he just seems to kind of shrug it off as if like he got a chill. He says, all right, onward. Onward, indeed. And uh, so the party... Or to the right. Okay. And so before you is a door that appears to be wooden as well. Uh, this one is also very stuck. A push or pull? It's a push. All right. Um, unless somebody else wants to try something more subtle, Barrow's uh, getting ready to shoulder check this door, too. And Darcy just moves out of the way and watches. <laughs> Let's start. She's doing it again. Twelve. Uh, on that athletics check. Okay. Uh, you did an advantage? Yep. Okay, yeah. so you bonk him to it. Let's out a hearty wooden reverberation, but doesn't seem to budge. One of the ghosts lifts up and he's like, hey, cut it out. Just rest in peace, and not be annoyed in peace. So does it look stuck because of the swelling of the wood or rusting hinges or combination of swelling the two? Swallowing of the wood. Uh, where? I don't think the search is anything for this particular problem besides brute force. I grab my crowbar and start working at the panels on the door. Okay, you can have advantage on it and you can do a, a dex check or a strength check. Just straight dex. Uh, yeah. 12. It appears to be just as stuck as it was for Barrow. I, I mean, if either of you would like, you could try again. I reached the crowbar out to Barrow and I'm like, I, maybe I'm too weak. I, uh, Barrow is going to actually try to like use the crowbar to remove the hinges to you know sort of pull them up out of the wood. I imagine that's what Bandarsha was trying to do as well. And it doesn't seem like that was coming out. Yeah, but but it looked like Bandarshi was trying to finagle it a little bit more. Baru is just brute force uh, brute force all the way. All right, all right, fine. Then do the brute force. All right, uh what bonus am I rolling with? Uh strength. If you're just trying to rip it out. Yeah. Ripping is usually a, a strength-based activity. Yeah, but I didn't know if I could use like athletics or acrobatics. Eleven. Yeah. What would your I what's your proficiency bonus? Single digits. What's your proficiency bonus at this level? Plus three. Oh. Well, I mean, using that bonus, Bandarshi actually would have been able to take the door open. So yeah, okay. That's why, yeah. That's so, why I, I, mean, asked, with that, I have like a plus eight instead of a plus five. So <laughs> that'll do it. So with that, as 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 Barrow seems to take a second whack at it, as soon as you push it on there to push it open, the door just falls down <laughs> flat behind it, as if Bandarshi apparently weakened it very well without anybody really knowing, as if that plus three <laughs> snuck out of nowhere. And the I, door just, slams to the ground and I'm slides down the, the flight stairs in my hand and just like. I was joking. I got it. <laughs> Just drop it. 
So with a thud, 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 goes down to the bottom of the stairs. And at the landing is a large door that seems to be made entirely of crystal. And it seems to be almost like stained glass minus any of the metal to adjoin all the pieces. And each of these pieces of crystal seem to be seamlessly like bound together, depicting an image of a woman wreathed in like in uh, like a rainbow array of stones and gems. And they seem to all just be shooting from her almost like a peacock's tail, just like all over the place, like fireworks of gemstones and array. It's about 10 by 10, the door dimensions here and the value of this door alone seems absolutely like impossible to imagine. Door itself probably weighs a metric ton. That's beside the point, I suppose. These might be the gemstones we were warned about. Be careful when you approach. Don't make him angry. Got it. (laughs) Um, And so with that, what would you guys like to do? So we're, there's supposed to be a portal, right? Uh, yeah. I'm gonna look for that. What appear to be this giant gemstone thingy? It's dimensioned out, kind of like a giant set of double doors. Hmm. Uh, does another use of divine sense tell me anything? It's just an incredibly valuable-looking gemstone mural that's in the shape and size of a door, or double doors. Okay, so it's it's in the shape of doors. It's not an actual door. I mean, you could take it one step further and try to figure out how to open it. Oh, yeah, I was just wondering if I got another sense, like, in the other area. But, well, it seems like they're inactive. Uh Borrow is going to go up to the double door to the what seem to be double doors. Does it look like they could be opened by mundane means? It looks like it's one single piece. But that's the thing. I'm like, you just got to try to knock on the door. Okay. And once you knock on it, it reverberates like the sound of knocking on a pane of glass. It's probably about four times thicker than a pane of glass, but it still sounds very thin and very brittle. I don't like that. I don't want to break it. Erlade, why don't you inspect the door? And so with that, he says, uh, okay. So he just walks over to it, and he starts kind of like putting his hands on it, and he says, I mean, are you sure this is a door? There should be like handles or something. And so he puts his hands towards where handles would be and just kind of pushes, and the thing separates. It, like seamlessly as if there was always a perfect line in between it like a razor's edge just slice right through it and he pushes and they slide wide open and with that inside you can see what looks almost like i don't want to say like a church but it seems like a cathedral of sorts inside of here and if this gemstone sort of setup was any marker or indicator of what the gemstone setup is inside of this cathedral Uh, It's an understatement. The walls are absolutely adorned in like, again, firework explosions of gems, just hard fast inside of the marble. Uh, The only real difference here is that there is sort of an altar at the far end. It's about a hundred foot expanse all the way to the back. And it seems like there is uh, a large stone door at the end of it. Uh, This one doesn't look as regal at the far end, but behind the uh, podium. Uh, Adorning each of the four corners of this rectangular room, is an individual statue that rises up about 10 or 15 feet. Um, And each one of them holds in their hands 
a giant red gemstone shaped like a heart. Uh, inside the room, there's a series of like various um, pews, I guess you could call them, like various like sitting that leads all the way up to the uh, altar. And dangling over this whole entire room is a giant chandelier. Um, yeah, the chandelier seems to be made of just giant quartz stone and just tons of like fragmented pieces shooting off like spines as if looking at like a sea urchin made of precious stones what would you like to do oh we were supposed to know the heart when we saw it i see four is there any noticeable differences between the statues and the heart-shaped gems they hold they seem as identical as the four you saw before, and the stones all seem identical from where you're standing. Okay, research so, will move in to more closely inspect each of the statues, as well as uh, the pews, and just to pretty much look around at everything in the room to try and see if there's anything that isn't just immediately apparent. Okay. And so that uh, the party walks in and as Erlade walks in last kind of inspecting the door, he says, didn't that weird ghost thing say something about vengeance to anybody who, and the doors close silently and with sort of a suctiony noise, seal themselves perfectly again. And each of the red heart gemstones begins to very, very subtly begin to hum and vibrate like a heartbeat and start to illuminate the illuminations don't seem like much at first, but it starts getting brighter and more centralized to a point in the front of the gemstone that seems to be aimed at the chandelier. And yet the fragmented portions of the stone seem to aim at one another as well. What would you guys like to do? Don't look up there closer at the chandelier. Okay. We are about to get fucking disco balled to death. Uh, now... Research seeing that is going to quickly shout we need to either cover those gemstones or redirect them. We can't allow them to focus any energy towards that chandelier quickly now. All right. Uh, Barrow's going to walk over to one of them and like throw a cloak over it. Throw for initiative first. Who? Captain has a 15 and Arlade has a, a, a 5. What is wrong with my dice? Are they broken? Anthony, they might be. Well, what did Bandarshi did, did get? You, did you bake them the wrong way? No. <laughs> at 19. Okay, so you're first, unless Vesturch got something better? 12. Okay, so it's going to go the chamber, then it's going to go Bandarshi. Yeah, never a good sign. Captain, Vesturch, uh, Erlade, and then Borrow. You know, does Anthony ever get to go first? I feel like that's just not a thing. For some think, reason. I think just... there was a rare one time that he did, but I I, can't, I don't remember. Take your <laughs> lessons, kids. This is, a, this is why you don't play Lodex characters. You never get to go first. And you die. Um, so with that, as Vesturch sort of stands in the middle here and starts pointing at each of the stones and gives his directions, uh, all of a sudden with one hearty pulse, as if regurgitating something, 
Each of the gemstones lets out one hearty throb, and a beam of light shoots out from each of them in a series of directions. The whole room just sort of like laser beaming, and every person in the room is going to have to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, good. Well, as long as you're within 10 feet of me, you get plus three. I imagine you all stood in the center while you were uh, dividing yourselves to make a plan. Oh my god! 26? Soft 20 for the search. Six. Did you add the three for search? No. Well, 23. Okay, and the captain and our uh, early both uh, rolled as well. Okay, so it seems like the only person who got hit with the full brunt of the damage was Morrow. Uh, okay, uh, we start off with four points, but if you succeed on the saving throw, you take two. Does Ben Darcy have a fancy ability that lets him take no damage? Yep, sure do. What kind of damage is it? Radiant. And so now the top of the initiative order is Ben Darcy. So what would you like to do? I took four points of damage, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, can I see how the chandelier is connected to the, the ceiling? It seems like an interlocking series of chain made of another gemstone, probably diamond. So the crystals, pretty. however, don't seem to be made of such a hardy stone. Okay. Um, so... Now we'll also note, mind you, there's the door in the back and the door that you guys came in through. And not to mention the lasers that shot out here not only hit the chandelier to cover the room, but also shot out of the hearts in different directions as well. That's bullshit. Hmm. Oh, it's so up. bullshit. So there's Welcome a door? to the curse of the chamber. So where what? are the doors? Wait, there's what? One... Where are the doors? Uh, there's the one you just came in from on the far end, which is about 30 feet away from where you guys are right which now. And then seals. there's one... On the other side, all right. On the other side of the podium, a uh, set of stone doors, I... and that's about fifty or sixty feet from you guys. I'm given a general idea of the distance here, just because you guys are in kind of a cluster in the middle. Okay, I'm gonna run up to the doors in the back and try and open them. Okay, so the doors in the back appear, if you can imagine this, uh, to be sealed. Oh, good. How close does that put me to the gemstone holding statues? You're about 20 feet away from them now. They're closer to, like, the center. They're almost, like, perfectly... It's kind of like a... Like, if the room's shaped like a card, they're kind of like... I don't know. I don't know a good way of describing it other than that they're like a miniature rectangle within the rectangle. So they're actually closer from the far walls to the center than they are towards the far walls. Meaning from where the party is, they can all reach one of them in like half a movement. Okay, then I'll use the rest of my movement to get back to them and try and take a gemstone. Okay. So how would you like to do that? This thing seems to be fixed perfectly into their hands. I'm going to try to smack it out of their hands. Pry it out with the crowbar? Yeah, I guess I could do that. Okay, give me a strength check. I'll let you add athletics if you have it. 
And you can use advantage if you've got the uh, crowbar in use. Uh, nat 20. A nat 20? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> okay. So you plop that thing out easily. It just falls under the ground and shatters. And as it does, that centralized beam now only shoots at the chandelier. Uh-oh. Where is the beam coming from if it's not through the gem? Is there like another? It's through the tube in the statue. And as you look at where the hands are, it seems to be coming from what appears to be where the heart might be on the statue. Oh, God. Okay. And then I will move away from them and... (laughs) Just hold my ground, I guess. Okay. And what's for uh, now? Your turn's done, so it goes to the captain again. Captain, then Versturge. Okay. So the captain, seeing this action, he says, uh, I'll try my best to remove the stone. So he runs over to one of the stones as well, and he tries tugging on it with both of his hands, and he says, this seems to be some sort of magical dwemer. And he says, Versturge, with your magical prowess, perhaps you can I don't know. Disenchant these things. Such a thing would take quite a bit of time. I uh, currently don't know if we have such time. And so he yells at you, you have to try, please. And now it's Vesturch's turn. Vesturch is going to look towards Orlade. How does he look after taking four points of damage? Isn't that the funniest part of this whole quest? I sent yes. you in the room with a baby. And you guys are like, quick, protect our lane. And he's like, why is everybody protecting me? Like, we need you. Like, wow, okay. Like, alive. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's just like, wait, how well does he look? He looks fine. Okay. He's had some experience with protecting his people. So it's like, he's, he's combat ready. That doesn't mean he's gonna survive but he's going to and he also passed on his check too so he actually only took two points all right i gave myself four damage but it was only two okay um oh yeah on research's turn he'll look towards or late or late you will likely need to open the door on the far end for us as well while we work to disable this trap as best we can. And so with that, he just nods his head really quickly as he plans to run over there. Uh, And then can I make an arcana check, I guess, or an investigation check to see if there is any, like, quick and easy way to disable these things or, like, if I can figure out like if destroying some part of it will shut it down the statues yeah you can roll a a general arcana check for that information and if you wanted to use an arcana check on an individual heart gemstone you could do that as well both or do i have to pick one one at the time all right we'll do the general first that's a two plus eight ten so that's not fucking great with that, Bandarshi just looks over at Vistarch and like holds up the gemstone, like 
No, you're shattered you on the ground. You're holding up part of it. <laughs> you hold up the two broken pieces and you look at Erlade and Vesturge having a conversation and you're like, oh, it hurts. <laughs> Aged by the ghost and you're like, I'm over <laughs> the hill. This is the trap that kills you and Vesturge. It's kind of poetic, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... And so, yeah, so what you get from an eight or it's a 10 on the general. I mean, you could tell that it's definitely magic, but to tell where the source is is difficult. You'll probably understand more as this goes on. Okay. Um, can I make the arcana check on one of the hearts now? Yeah, you can run over to one of them. Did you want to go over to the one where the captain is, or did you want to just go to a different one? I'll go to whichever one Barrow is closest to because I know that Barrow's giving me that good, good aura. Okay. Yeah, as you hide in his shadow, yeah, wander over the orb. Okay, so yeah, you rush over to the one closest to Barrow. That's a bit better. 23. Okay, the arcane resonance within this gemstone is clearly accelerating the radiant force from inside the heart of the statue. This is indeed an arcane structure. Each one of these gemstones, however, was crafted individually, meaning the resonance is going to be a slight difference for each and every individual one of them. But using your long fingernails that you have as Spooky Vesturch, which I know you have, you managed to chime on the sides of it on each one of them in a sort of pattern that seems uh, diametrically opposed to what you saw with the original like arcane symbols that you saw in the entrance to this place. And by flicking in the right places, the gemstone just cracks in the middle, breaks, and falls to the floor in pieces. Shooting the radiant beam right past your fucking head, though, yeah. and up at the chandelier. The chandelier now hums as it illuminates with a, a bright white color. And Darcy just thinks to himself, this church is so powerful. <laughs> I'm done pondering this orb. <laughs> Took all his might to break one. Yeah. If I have an action, I will use it to dodge. If not, that is likely the end of Vesturch's turn. Yeah, that's it. Um, okay, and then next is Erlade, and Erlade just double time sprints down this hallway, jumps over the altar and makes it to the door and starts pounding his fists on it, and it doesn't seem to budge. And he yells back, it's not opening! I've been hey. having a lot of intrusive and dark thoughts. What? Everyone has those. It's perfectly natural. Erlade, take cover behind the altar then. Keep yourself safe. Okay. So with that, um, okay. Now it goes to Borrow. 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 All right. So there are two gems left, and it seems like they can just be broken. Opt out. It seems like once they're removed, you're going to hit it. It's going to get lodged in even further. Like, Yeah. Uh, so it describes me again how these gems with the statues are being connected to the chandelier. They're shooting a laser beam up at it. And then the laser beams are coming out of the chandelier to hit us. That and the gemstones are refracting. It's almost like that's like uh, the geometric shape of the actual gemstone. The cut of it allows for all the panels to shoot around the room in like a frenzy of lasers. Okay. 
so how far up above us is the chandelier again? About 15 or so feet above your heads. All right. Uh, Barrow is going to look up at the chandelier and try to cast darkness on top of it. Okay. Thinking that that'll erupt, interrupt the pattern enough to give us time to have a more permanent solution. Okay. The room suddenly goes very dark, apart from the light resonating from the individual um, hearts there and from where the hearts used to be. And yeah, okay. So um, with that, if that's the end of your turn. Yeah, I'm just going to try to make sure that both Bendarshi and Vistert are inside my aura. Okay, so you stand kind of in the middle for the two of them. And with that, um, the hearts begin to pulse again and shoot off another beam of uh, radiating light off into the darkness above. But the refracting light from the other hearts shoots off again. And this time it's a stronger beam and it does a certain amount of damage. But let's go ahead and roll that dexterity saving throw real quick. Woofer doofer, that's a 10. The only one who doesn't have to, I suppose, would be uh, Erlade, who's hiding, cowering behind the uh, the altar. I got a 12. 23. What about Vesturge? A 10 with the aura. Okay. Yeah. And the captain. Oh, fuck. Okay, so with that, uh, everybody who did not pass, uh, so let's see, we, it, everybody, yeah, nobody passed except for Bendarshi. And that is six points of radiant damage for everybody, except for Bendarshi, who takes none, right? Yep. And uh, Erlate also takes none. Um, the captain, however, looks wounded by this as well, and he yells out in pain. But now goes to Bendarshi. A concentration check, by the way, for taking damage from that on the darkness. It's so fucking funny. The darkness goes off. But you've got to be fucking. I rolled another one. All right. Well, the darkness goes away. I'm not rolling... shot in the arm by hey, one laser. Like, which is the Yeah, that's a good call. Retire that one. Put that one in dice jail. All of, all of those are gone. <laughs> <laughs> he retired them all. That darkness spell was so clutch, too. But, you know, that's so funny to just get hit by one laser in the arm. And you're like, eh. <laughs> 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 Well, you have Vistarch needs to be making concentration checks, too. Let's see how this uh, Let's see how this works out. Oh, yeah. yeah you do, bitch. Yeah, yeah. I got that explicit rating on here. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna make it work, bitch. Here we go. Oh, thank God, it's a thirteen, so I pass. Do you it's want me to make? Oh, suggestion. suggestion, right? Yeah. Do you want me to make another one? Because I've gotten hit twice. No, you're good. I, I just always forget about that, but that would have been I forgot it was hilarious. concentration, but then I, I was like, yeah, I could bless everybody. I'm like, no, that'll drop concentration. Um, okay, and so it goes to Bendarshi at the top. Uh, Bendarshi's gonna check out where the light's coming from. You look inside of it? Yep. Put in like a really half-life one kind of like very quickly look in before it blows your brains out. <laughs> just no, like he... peep in and peep out. 
I mean, looking time. in, you see like a glowing gemstone about the size of your fist, and it seems to be like throbbing gently, but you see it get ready and like regurgitate another beam of radiant light out of it. Um, how big Almost is Almost as if it has a pulse. How big is this all opening? Uh, overall, the circular opening is about, I'd say, like somewhere between six and nine inches across. And okay, then at the so bottom, a, there's like the fist size gem just then. kind of sitting there. Yeah. I try and remove the gem. Okay. So, yeah, you hand. grab it and pull it out, and there's just a, a heart shape. This one is more of like an actual, naturally like heart shaped stone here, which actually kind of in a creepy way. And I imagine somehow Bendar, Shiva, Sturch, and Barrow have all seen a human heart outside of a torso before. I don't know how you all have seen one, but I'm, I know you have. So you pull this or like this actually like heart shaped gem out and it the burning light from it shoots off radiant light even where you're standing. So you can roll a deck saving throw as the thing just pulses real quick. Uh, it's a, I'm still in the aura, I assume. Yeah. I mean, I got a 19 without the aura. So okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you manage to like hot potato the thing as it erupts and you look at it again. It feels like the pulsing that you'd normally feel from it actually beating is replaced by the humming of the light within it, as if somebody's heart has literally been turned to stone and it seems to be vibrating and pulsing. I try and smash it on the ground. Okay. So it shatters on the ground in a in a burst. It's the little pieces still like beating aesthetically they begin to glimmer out and lose all that radiance uh, we gotta kill the hearts that's how it always works if it has a glowing <laughs> pulsing heart we can kill it um, okay I mean and that's it for your turn uh, yeah I assume that was my action right yeah yeah I guess I will take the dodge action as a bonus and make sure I move within the aura. Okay. Um, and then next in the round would be the captain. And the captain tries using his understanding of the arcane and he says, if my education is worth anything from the uh, sanctum, I'm sure I can figure this out. And so he puts his fingers on it, starts ching chong 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 bum bum hitting the individual pieces and the gemstone does not crack at all. And he looks over at Besturch <laughs> and he says, I just did exactly what you did. Each of these has been calibrated slightly differently. Their arcane makings are unique, as if they were given life. And so Bendarshi, probably having seen the actual heart inside of it, gets some sort of a, a dark feeling when he understands why they might all be unique and different and realizes the organic heart crystallized within probably belonged to somebody at one point. Hence, each one of them being unique and different. But Bendarshi doesn't care about that. So anyway, what's Vesturge do? That just means I get another one to my kill count. I killed the Thadju. He killed mm. the river? Anyway, <laughs> so what are the... <laughs> so what's Vesturge going to do? Uh, the lasers go up to the ceiling when they fire off too do they go in that direction as well 
now that you've removed the stones, they only shoot at the chandelier. I mean, like the ones coming off the chandelier, are they pointed downwards? Uh, they're down and they're all around the room as well. As if, as long as something's shooting a laser beam at it, it's still pulsing into the room. Yeah, but you now did that say there's it was a sea urchin. urchin. Yeah. I so, gotcha. but as the beams have gotten stronger, the chandelier seems to be getting more and more like jingly jangly, as if unstable under this right. much radiant force poured at it. Okay. Uh, search will move over to the gem that uh, Tharnus isn't working on and attempts to make an arcana check on that one. Very good. Here we go. Just a 15. Okay. So that's not good enough and you do it as well and he says, perhaps this one can't be undone with arcane magics. My hands aren't as steady as they once were. Perhaps I'm just a bit nervous. As the laser beams are shooting around the room like a laser tag, Erlade yells from behind the uh, podium and he yells, Hey, should I should I come help you? Erlade, if you want to try and take a shot at the chain holding the sh- chandelier up, you are more than welcome to, but I do recommend taking cover afterwards. So he stands up with his fancy flame and crossbow on his turn and he fires at the chain and it ricochets off the chain and just hits the ceiling with a a pop and a fizzle as he tries to reload the arcane bolt and stands there and now it goes to borrow okay uh, so how many of these heart-shaped organically shaped gems are left the organic ones you can't see you have popped uh, two of the stones out, and there's one organic one left where Vesturch first removed it. You're currently standing close enough to the organic one that Vesturch had freed, and both Vesturch and the captain are standing next to one of the other stones. All so right. what would you like to do? Uh, so Baro is going to reach in and try to remove the organic one that's freed. <laughs> Roll me a deck saving throw. It just gets down by the stone. I've got plenty of hit points. Uh, let's see. What am I? What's my bonus? You shouldn't threaten me like that, Anthony. Uh, ten. You having plenty. Of... Okay. So with that, you take twelve points of radiant damage. Even with the die roller, I'm rolling single digits. You can't escape it. <laughs> That's what happens to evil characters. So you shatter it on the ground, and it lets out the essence. The glimmering happens, and it goes out leaving two stones, which are still shooting lasers around the room, as well as shooting it up at the chandelier. Um, And then, yeah, you still have some movement left if you wanted to move. I'm going to take cover behind one of the statues. So you rush and stand perfectly behind one of the statues, leaving both Vesturch and Bandarshi without your aura. So now, laser beams happen again, and now Erlade is out of cover. I told him to get back into cover. Fucking idiot. He just wanted to shoot. He wanted to be important. You can shoot and go back down. Look, what do you want from him, okay? A lot. (laughs) So he did not pass on three things out of this young man, okay? Nor did the captain. Weren't we all up by the statues? So wouldn't we still be in the aura if he's just behind it? 
No, he's far behind it. He's on the other yeah, side. And, and yeah, you guys, you're uh, still standing by yours. only 10 feet, so. Damn, that's a lot smaller than I thought it was. Yeah, I, it's not a big aura. Um, am I rolling too? Uh, no, actually, you're fine. Okay, good. So what did B- Vesturch and Bandarshi get? Seven. Uh, 14. Okay, so everybody takes full damage this turn. Uh, it is eight points of radiant damage for everybody. And Erlaid is shot and wounded and screams in pain as a laser beam hits him. I will. And the captain grunts in agony as well. Absorb elements to reduce that to four for me. Okay. And now it goes to Bendershi. Concentration check. An 11. Thank God. I don't even know what he would do at that point. Would he even be like, you're evil doors? He'd be like, what, do you want to die? Does the the dodge action give you advantage on saving throws? Uh, No, it just gives disadvantage against you. I I would consider it in this instance. I would would allow it. You make dexterity saving throws with advantage. Okay. I didn't know that. So if you want to... No, 14 was better. Uh, (laughs) Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, I guess I reach into another one of the statues and rip out the heart. Oh, you're going to have to pry off the stone first. Oh. Yeah, we have two of the Valentine's hearts still on top of them, protecting the anatomically anatomically correct hearts. There we go. Fuck. Borrow took care of the other one that was inside that was free. From yep. the and then you have okay. you, yep, and you have advantage with the crowbar. Yeah, I'll take the crowbar and you trusty fucking crowbar. I, You're I in a have, room with I have advantage anyway on athletics, so oh, perfect. Because yeah. why not? Uh, did Baro hide behind one that was uh still had the red gemstone? It's no, for saving I throws anyway. Uh, okay. Uh, 18? Okay. 18's good. Oh, okay. So you pop it out. And yeah, behind it is the gemstone. Okay. Um, but I guess, yeah, I guess we used our actions. Unless you got a, you're not the thief type, right? You don't have the ability to do the quick hands with the sleight of hand as a bonus. Isn't that a thief thing? Don't they get... I'm, yeah, I'm just I, I don't think he's a thief is what I mean. What kind of... Uh, what, what is your rogue specialization? Jeez, now you're asking all the hard-hitting question, boys. It's uh, the... Scout. Scout, yeah. Scout. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'll just move away and dodge again. Okay. I mean, you could tell you, Baro didn't take any damage hiding directly behind the statue. I will move next to Baro so I'm in his aura and dodge. You run across the room. Instead <laughs> of just going He's behind like, the statue, yeah. <laughs> okay, you're going to run out of room soon. Um, okay, and then it goes to the captain. The captain looks heartily wounded. And he shouts out in pain and he says, we're not going to be able to get you what you need as I desperately need to help you as I am sworn to do so. He says, 
this takes this is going to require drastic measures. So he goes ahead and tries to pull it off. And he does not do so. (laughs) (laughs) Captain Tharnas. He can't do it. Take cover behind the statue. So he runs behind the statue. Would you like to try another Arcana check on the stone? Yep. On the last one. Yeah. I believe in you. You shouldn't. Got a 12. Four plus eight. Uh, and research will also take cover behind one of the statues. Okay, and with that, Erlid says, we're not going to get out of here unless we're being brave. And he rushes across the room in a valiant effort. And Why, he runs over the one you couldn't get. No. <laughs> he when, he rushes, when he goes past Mandarshi, I'm going to grapple him. <laughs> oh, jeez. Are you really? I should. You got the reach. You could grab. Well, no, because you're on the other side over yeah, with, Bar- yeah, with Barrow. I so I know. I mean, he, he actually pulled it off. I got okay. an 18, so he managed to pull that thing out. He's like, <clears throat> he just hurls it at the ground and breaks it. He's like, we're free, and it goes to Barrow's turn. Take cover. Okay, uh, so, the one, like, so the one that Ben Darcy just freed a minute ago. How big is the opening? Uh, about nine inches across. I'm gonna run up and try to stab it. Okay, yeah, you just hold the thing up like a giant Q-tip and stab it in the ear hole. <laughs> yeah, pr- right. pretty much. Okay, I mean, I'll give it to you. You just swing it in. It's like stabbing a human heart that's extra crunchy. It's like yeah, a candied apple. Yeah, it's gonna be a dirty twenty to hit. Yeah, you stab the shit out of it, so the thing flashes in there with a small of light, and with that, it goes out. The one single remaining heart that seems to be exposed shoots up at the chandelier and Wait, it releases. No, that's, a... not, that's not necessarily the end of my turn yet. Uh, how much movement did that take up? 15 feet. Can I get to the other one that uh, uh, the lad just freed up or laid? No, I'll give you the angry five feet. Well, I mean, if it only took 15 feet, then. And plus, I've got reach. And That's extra true. Attack. I take back my angry five. Uh, so I'm going to try to attack that one too. Uh, 23 to hit. Okay. So you shatter the last one. And with that, the room starts to darken as all the gemstones seem to lose a lot of the luster and life they had, leaving only a few of the gemstones like stars amongst the ceiling to give a very, very uh, uh, brooding illumination. And Erlaid from his standing position over by the stone heart shattered on the ground. He he looks over at the back door behind the um behind the altar and points and says, Vesturge, we did it. And the stone door begins to separate and revealing a dark chamber beyond with reflective rainbow lights scintillating in patterns beyond. And that is where we're gonna end it. Hey everybody, it's the Young Grognard here. I want to say thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. If you have anything you'd like to tell me, any questions or concerns, shoot me a tweet over at YGrognard on Twitter, or send me an email at younggrognard at gmail.com. As always, keep it real, and more importantly, keep it dungeonous. Thanks.